What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh uh, that ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just wanna keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Alright, what's up, Jake? How you doing, man? I'm good. Tired. tired. But that's every day, yeah. Tired or stoned? I'm always tired. I thought you were going to say you're always stoned. So no. That's not a good thing to put on wax. No, no, that that's not, nope, just always tired. Mm. Even when I'm not tired, I could lay down and be asleep in like 10 minutes. It's because you work a weird schedule. Yeah, I guess, and I'm bored like a lot of the time. You that night crawler. You that night owl. I wish, I, I used to be a night owl, mm. but now like instead of being up until like 3 in the morning, I'm up until... Well, I get up at 3 in the morning. So it completely switched. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, people who spend all night out like that, they they got mental problems. They either got mental problems or they just don't want to sit with themselves too long. Well, actually, I think studies have shown that, like, the people who are up at nighttime, like, their minds are more active and have higher, like, IQ exactly, on average. Mental problems. Ted Bundy was real smart. Ted Bundy was a genius. He was a sociopath. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't a genius. He was a genius at murdering. He was manipulative. He was a sociopath. He had, like, probably had no feeling to anything. Well, I don't think intelligence is a feeling, but they were saying that a lot of, they, I read that a lot of murderers, those sociopaths, those people that are good at reading behavior and mirroring behavior, manipulating people, they're smart, usually. Usually have high IQ tendencies. Yep. Yeah. You remember the first time you got high? Yeah, I was at a friend's house, and we were all, I think we were just staying at the night at his house, it was me and a couple of others, it was like, his, him, I'm not going to say names, but him, myself, and two others, so four of us, we stepped out back, we're hitting the shit out back, and my friend had in his, in the hallway, by his mom's room, in the bathroom, one of those lights that motion turned on. Mm, so you got to move. So we were out back, and we seen the light come on, so we freaked out, we ran, went inside. And my one friend was like, oh, hold on, let me check, make sure my mom, blah, blah, blah. My other friend still had the bowl and hit the bowl on the couch like an asshole. And my the friend whose house was just punched him in the arm. <laughs> and then uh, I'm sitting there. Silence of the Lambs was on. It's the first time I've ever seen this movie. Ter- it's a bad time to watch Terrible that. idea. And I think the shit was laced with PCP. Like, yeah, it's my first time being high, but like, I was 15. 15 years old, yeah. This shit, I remember standing there, and I remember feeling like the airhead balloon. You know, on the wrapper? Oh, yeah. Like, that's what I thought I looked like, and I felt like I was swaying in the wind, and then my feet turned into snakes, and they slithered away. <laughs> and my friend whose house it was, like, came upstairs, and I was like, yo, what what the fuck is in this shit? He's like, what? I was like, it's turned into a balloon, dude. He's like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. He's like, me too. I was like, no fucking way. So, like, there's no coincidence. I don't think there's coincidence there, bro. Hmm. There could be. Could be. But, like, 
Yeah, but that was the first time, and it, it was kind of... I'm surprised after that I kept, like, coming back to it, but... Yeah, the first time I smoked, I didn't get high. Um, yeah, no, that wasn't the first time I smoked. That was just the first time I got high. Oh, yeah, that's what I asked the first time you got high. You're right, yeah, because those are two different experiences, two very different experiences. The first time you smoke versus the first time you get high, first time you smoke, you feel like you wasted money. Yeah, I mean, I I remember, like, this is so stupid, but, you know, you're 15, like, Went up, I lived close to the school near my house. We went up, like, behind the school, had a little tinfoil bowl. I don't even think we were hitting it right, but, like, yeah, it, was, it felt like such a crackhead after that, but, like, fuck it. The thing is, you gotta, I don't know, it's a weird balance, because the first time you smoke, you have to smoke a lot to feel it. Yeah, I also Fast. think, like, if you don't know how to, like, that sounds weird, but if you don't know how to smoke, that, that like, will hinder it, too. Yeah. Because, like, people, I like, when I first started smoking, I'll tell you, I was like, how do I hit this? And they're like, pull on it like a straw. Like, you know, and it's just like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, You're bound to get way too high, and it's all about how you approach the come down. If you approach it in a negative way, you're never going to smoke weed again. But if you embrace it and ride it out, you'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, throughout my life, or since I started, when I used to, like, if I took a break... And then started again, like, if it was a long break and then started again, I'd be paranoid, like, the first three times after smoking, like, and I'd be like, I'm not doing this anymore. But then I'd just keep doing it, because it's like, yeah, once you go past the first few times, you get past that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get my mind comfortable with paranoia, but at the same time, I don't feel that when I smoke weed. Well, it wasn't like I got comfortable with it. It was just like, after the first three times, it's just like, I'm used to this again, like, I don't, that's not going to come to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not going to be as bad. Now I'm going to be able to rationalize it. Yeah, the first time I got high, I was in ninth grade. I was at a few friends' houses. Well, not friends. I went with friends to another dude's house who I didn't know. Older people. They were all older than me. And I remember passing out over and over again and being <laughs> awakened by a dog licking my face. What? Cute little pup. And everybody in the room was passed out. We were smoking what they call blueberry yum yum, but who knows if that's what it was. You were smoking out of a bong, and one of these dumbasses drank the bong water. Oh, about ten of us. Gross. In the house. Yeah, he was a gross dude. This dude looked like Artie Lang, and we were 16. I was 14, he was 16. And, yeah, he was what you call a fat piece of shit. That's gross. Yeah, he, we were drinking MD 2020. Like the oh, Mad Dog 2020? Fuck. Yeah, baby. With a bunch of uh, uh, natural ice. You know what's funny is like, we just progressively gotten better and more accepted since then. But like, I just remember back then, it's like all you can find is Mids and Reggie. Like, all these different names for it. Like, oh, let me get, the, I need some of that, or that Reggie. Or like, oh, I got the draw. Like, da, 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 you know? And yeah. now it's like, I, I don't think I could find Mids. Yeah. I, I took one time in college, like at least five years ago, if not more, I tried to find mids and it took me like a month because I was trying to bake, you know, and I don't want to waste good weed baking. So I was like, oh, and it's cheap. So I was like, now it's a mids, but like, God damn. Yeah. No, it's, it's a difficult find. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Yeah. Shit. You better off. Took such a long time. Yeah. You better off looking for a unicorn out here, man. Uh, we used to have something called popcorn mid. That's what we called it because it was light draw. It was fluffy mids. Is what you get out of you you curse. You knew it was you knew it was bad weed too if it was like full of seeds. 
Yeah, all brick, full of seeds, stems. Got you high though, man. You can get a quarter for $25 and smoke seven fat-ass blunts in the Philly Dutch. Yeah, the, uh, that's the other thing, too, though, about me. It's like, gave me such a headache. Bad headache. And that was mostly the blunt and the weed. Such a headache all the time. Yeah, I remember being so on my day. I was ripping mids and a bomb, a gravity bomb that I made from a two-liter of coke. In a Kool-Aid pitcher with water and a melted bottle cap. Yeah, man. Isn't me or college? Isn't it funny? Like stoners are such like they're MacGyver's. For real, I would do all that, but fuck smoking out of an apple. No. Really? I never smoked out of an apple until I was I was forced to in a hotel. Dude, it's so easy. Yeah, I had to in a hotel. I went to Publix and bought an apple in Georgia one time. It's so easy, man. Like, why do you have issue with it? I don't know. It just pissed me off. I'm like, I gotta stick a pencil in here and figure out where the hole goes and make this gauge. Nah, dude, it's so easy, man. All you I need is poke. Is, you I poke three it. holes. That's it. Just the idea of smoking out of an apple pissed me off. And you only get like two rips because the apple sucks after a while. And then you're wasting an apple. You can't eat it after. And if you do, you're a fucking savage. Oh, look at you. You've eaten an apple, haven't you? You've Not the whole it. thing. Yeah, you ate it. That's gross. No, you turn it around and you hit the other side. It's only in that immediate area, area around where you put the bowl, like the where you hit it from, that tastes like smoke. All you people eating roach apples out here, you're savage. It's not like you're pulling weed through the apple. Pretty much, you are. You're pulling smoke through the apple. I'm not putting any physical shit through the apple. Yeah. And it's only coming through the one part. I mean, it does go in your lungs. I'm sitting here blaspheming smoke like it's the worst thing in the world. I mean, I inhale it almost every day. I mean, eating that apple was only last resort. Like, I think I only did it once or twice because there were no other apples left in the house. Why'd you eat it? Because I was hungry and I had to go to school. Jeez. <laughs> Not only were you that desperate smoking weed before school, he had to eat the apple because he was starving. Bro, I used to have a half-day schedule, man. Like, I would go to school at lunchtime. Oh, nice. Why'd you have a half-day schedule? Because I wanted one. Really? No, they didn't like handing them, giving them out. But uh, we had gotten my dog, like, that year. And someone, like, we had someone living with us. And, like, they were not taking care of the dog, even though they were at the house, like, the whole time. So my parents will let me take half-day. Damn. Because, uh, I mean, I also only needed one class to graduate. I only needed English class for my senior year. That was it. Wow. This is white privilege, people. <laughs> no, my friend Des got a half day, and he had a half day in the morning. So he only went to school until lunch. That's a joke. That's, that's uh, not a joke. That's dope. That is a joke. So I'd be, I'd be at home in the morning, and then he'd come over to my house after and, like, chill with the dog. That's love. I mean, we essentially did that. Because of uh, football practice, and I don't know, I used to have physical therapy, so my fingers all fucked up. I used to get physical therapy for that senior year every day around lunch, so I would go off campus for lunch. True. Yeah, no, we weren't supposed to leave campus at all mm. for at lunch. We had closed lunch, all the shit, yeah. They didn't like anyone leaving. I mean, they didn't like us leaving, but everybody did. And when you did, I mean, if you got in trouble, I remember Joe used to go get $2 Cubans, Cubans, $2 Cubans, which then turned into $3 Cubans. Which are probably now five dollar Cubans because of inflation, but Cuban sandwiches in West Tampa. He used to take orders for them, and I used to get people firehouse sandwiches, like me and my buddy Jeff. Yeah, good times, man. Cuban sandwiches are pretty good. Damn good in Tampa. And damn doing? good in Key West. Yeah, anywhere in Florida. Because I think Key West, they say, is where it like had the original one. 
I believe it. Shit ton of Cubans. It's probably one of the first one landed on a boat. He just made a sandwich out of what was left. Pickles, mustard, hams, fucking... Yeah, turkey. it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, he just threw everything on that bitch. It was like, put butter on bread. Uh, I was listening to this podcast about birds, bro. Yeah, you were saying that beforehand and saying some wild shit about birds. Like, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man. 97% of birds don't have penises. I mean, like, but there's male animals that don't have those and other animals, like snakes. A lot of animals don't have penises, but those animals never did. Birds evolved with dicks. So the fact that now 97% of them don't have them is an odd characteristic. This this conversation is just going to make me laugh the whole time. That's fine. The reason for this odd trait is because women have selected out the aggressive dominant males. Or at least this is a theory of some evolutionary biologists. They think that female birds have selected less aggressive, smaller, penile male birds to copulate with to you know continue the bird species and there's thousands of different birds i mean talk about the satin bower bird for example takes seven years to reach sexual maturity and during that time they look just like a female so they're getting taught how to mate and learn to fuck basically from the males trying to fuck them and then later on they build little homes as teenagers that the females then come and speculate and judge and determine whether or not they want to move into and give them some bird pussy. And they don't really ever give them bird pussy because there's no pussy. Or there's no there's no dick. Yeah, I don't really know how birds reproduce other than they have, they have eggs. That's all I know. That's how 97% of them do it now. But it's crazy how evolution is kind of breeding this stuff out over time. Female spiders... I mean, I know that praying mantises, like, the female praying mantis eats the male after, like, bites his head off. Yeah. Female octopus, I found out, eats males. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happens with humans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Savage. Not only do female octopus eat males, they do something crazy. It's like, they eat the male after luring him or something like that. It's all just reproductive, man. Like, the only other animals known to have sex for fun are dolphins. I gotta read it so I get it right. Like, that's wild to me. The only other animal that has sex for fun is a dolphin? Yeah. Like, sex for, well, sex for pleasure, yeah, it's dolphins, that's it. Man, you tell me an elephant isn't having a good time when it's fucking... They, they do it to reproduce, not just to fuck. I think all male animals are doing it because it feels good. Mm. Yes. It's for animals. It's to reproduce. Look it up. I'm telling you, man. But when the ma we don't know. But that's the thing. Evolutionary. That's why they do it all like at the same time and like the patterns amongst all the animals is kind of similar, bro. Like. Yeah, but how do we know what an animal is feeling? Bro, it's just patterns, man. Like over time, and then you watch dolphins and humans, and we act different than all the other animals when it comes. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go have sex for pleasure. No. Bonobo apes do it all the time. What are you talking about? Female bonobo apes are... Well, okay, and maybe apes. Yeah. But, like, there's only a few. There's, like, three. No, there's a lot of different... Look it up, bro. Look it up. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. Rhinos look like it look. feels real good. They make a lot of noise. Look it up. The females don't like it. That's why they're always running away. But the dudes, that's why they're horny. 
It feels good. That's why they're hard. I'm telling you, man. Just look it up. That's just what scientists say. It's because they're not getting any pussy. Hey, I believe science. <laughs> I believe science. That's such a blanket statement. I believe science. You believe Scientology? That's not what I said. I said science. Now, if a female octopus is hungry and doesn't want to mate, but the male tries to, she'll let him insert his mating arm and begin the process before inching closer to him. Then she'll strangle him, kill him, and feast on his corpse for a few days in her den. Poor guy. If there's... That happened to me once. No, <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. Uh, Joe Rogan wrote, if there's any karma, all male rapists will come back as male octopus. All human rapists will come back as male octopus. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I bought that statement. But yeah, last time I know we talked about universal basic income. Yeah, it's a tad. 8% of jobs are in STEM fields. Like math. Yeah, science, math, technology. 92% of people work in other shit. So this shift towards getting truck drivers and manufacturers and retail salesmen and all these clerical workers how to code. What the fuck they going to code for? It's the future, though. Once they need more robots, they are going to need more coding. The thing is, they're teaching robots to code now. Yeah, but you don't really want to do that. AI is a dangerous game here, and we need to understand that. We talked about this before. AI is going to do everything. Think about it. When it becomes self-aware, like, imagine when robots become self-aware. AI is performing simple dental surgery in China right now because there is a shortage of surgeons. I'm just saying, like, when that shit becomes self-aware, we're in danger. If it becomes self-aware, it'll just form its own plan. The exponential, no, dude, the exponential way technology has boomed, like, I think, it's if AI goes, if people go to places they shouldn't, like, even even these tech experts and big guys now are the warning against it. I mean, you look, oh, yeah. at, you you look at the robots that are making languages up that humans can't understand. Like That happened one time and they shut it down. It happened more than once. It happened every time they try it. Every time. Every try. time they try it. All two or three times. <laughs> All two or three times. <laughs> uh, they say they. MIT estimates that 83% of jobs making less than $20 per year will be gone by 2030. $20 a year, bro? That's like shit. You get paid what? Like half a cent a day? Yeah. No, no, I'm fucking with you. $20 a year? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. $20 per hour. Jobs making $20 per hour or less. I mean, that's that looks. That's how it looks. That's why they need to cut the technology. No, man. We don't need to cut the technology. We need to just go ahead and have universal basic income. And these people can figure out their true passion. Because they don't need to be making $20 an hour working some bump-up job. Yeah, but then you got to come up with what that universal basic com- income is. You know, and then you have to decide, like, people are going to get lazy as fuck, bro. It's going to be about a 1000 bucks a month, and why would people get lazy? Oh, I'm getting $1,000 for not doing anything. If you got $1,000 a month, it's going to make you lazy? Some people... Those people are already inherently lazy, so those people already exist. I think, if anything, the few people that it would incentivize to go out and do something with that $1,000, it would help more. And would be able to cut, maybe from some homeless costs, some homeless services... Some social security. Right now, we spend about one point eight trillion on social security and med 
and all that stuff. Well, that's where these like, like all these people have their own ideas for this, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Elizabeth Warren had her like wealth, like marginal, not marginal wealth thing. She had the ex, like extra ass wealth idea. Yeah, you want to take money from rich people, which is stupid, because eventually rich people are just going to move and create tax havens other places and take their business elsewhere. We'll see what happens, you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit's not going to happen while we're alive. My I might, but when we're old as fuck. My whole thing is, why give more money to the government? I complain all the time about these damn taxes because we live in D.C. Taxation is theft. It is. It really is. Why do I get tax on my property every year but like when I buy a car I don't get taxed on that every year if you live in Virginia you do that's what I'm saying certain places have property tax on vehicles like and why do churches not pay property taxes well because it's for Jesus Jake they make so much look at these mega churches bro look at Joel Olstein's church you're telling me that man shouldn't have to pay fucking property tax no he's talking to Jesus directly he's got a someone on. who's not even related to government He's related to God. You're not even supposed to have anything to do with religion in, in government? Says who, man? Separation of church and state, bro. No, bro. What are you talking about? Separation. It says I believe in God on my dollar bill. Separation of go church to with that and bullshit. state. No, bro. It says God on my dollar bill. I believe in Jesus. Better go on with that blasphemy. Nah, I, I 100% agree. Separation of church and state. I mean, the forefathers... They act like they walked hand in hand with Peter and Jacob and shit. Like they were one of the 12 disciples. Thomas Jefferson was a devout deist. I want to call him an atheist. He was a deist. He believed in God as the almighty clockmaker. You make a clock and then you let the clock work. You don't keep touching the clock. That's what we are. We're a clock. And God made us a long time ago. And he's, now he's taking a hands-off approach. He's like a free-range parent. Mm. Free-range parent. That's funny. I think I'll probably be close to a free-range parent. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely be a free-range parent. My mom used to just drop us off all the like She worked two jobs, so. But that was during the era of after-school programs. Like, SAS. I went to something called SAS. True. And boys and girls clubs. That's where you used to get fondled by older kids and stuff. Not me, but other kids did. I heard stories happens bro yeah and then there's always that one kid that's like 15 but you're in fourth grade but all the fourth graders and it's like you know elementary schools and middle school kids go to the same school so if there's a kid that's in eighth grade and he got left back a couple times that kid's like 15 he's dating like a fucking 11 year old it's always weird that's like in high school when you got like the girls in your grade, and you're like in 10th grade, so you're like 15, 16 years old, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm dating a 20 year old. Like, it's like, like at that point in time, four years is a lot. But when you're older, like, it don't mean that much, like nothing. But like, at that point in time, it's like, uh, you're 15, like, what? I always frowned on seniors that dated freshmen, though. I'm like, you're just a fucking lame dog. Unless she was bad. She had to be very developed. But if she's fresh out of middle school, bro, it's just a weird thing. It's like how people look at Drake now with that 18-year-old chick. At least she looks like a fully developed It's like uh, R. Kelly. Well, he liked girls that look young. Let's not talk about the Pied Piper. But it sucks, though, man, because um, R. Kelly, he comes on my radio station sometimes because I like him. 
Mm. iTunes, or at least I used to like him. I don't like R. Kelly. Let me clarify that. I do not like R. Kelly. I don't know R. Kelly, but I used to enjoy his music quite immensely. And I can't do that anymore. Because whenever I hear, my mind's telling me no. Yeah. Uh, my mind immediately tells me no. Turn this shit off. Uh, and I have to switch this on. I'm like, fuck. And then there's this album cover with a Leo on the front. Age ain't nothing but a number. With R. Kelly creeping in the back with shades on like a molester. He looks like Chester the molester. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about. No, I was talking about the labor force participation rate dropping. And yeah, I don't know. Million. I mean, I'm, I think it'll happen eventually, the universal income, but probably not in the near future. Well, we need it by about 2030 is what they're saying, if all projections hold true. And all the projections are sort of in a line with one another, which is very scary because usually these different institutes will be arguing back and forth about the facts because they have different ways of getting to them. But when they're all agreeing on the same timeline, that usually means that it's kind of true. And I just see it. I mean, shit, man. You can go to McDonald's in certain cities and all the cashiers are automated. Yeah, that's why I commend CVS, though. At least the one in Wheaton, they pulled out their automated cash, like, checkout. Well, shit, not the one in downtown Silver Spring. There's, like, one cashier there all the time. And then the one at Rite Aid, there's one cashier. Uh, in Kensington, yeah, they, they removed the electronic cashiers. Now it's just, like, regular again. Well, I hope that's a policy that they're putting in place nationwide. But, yeah, man, if... Because when people make money, they put it back into the economy. So if you're not making any money, that means you're not spending any money. All that means is that our GDP is going to go down a lot. Sucks, man. Sucks. This is just the future of the world. What? People being broke and desperate and killing each other? Like, yep. Even though the murder rate's going down and crime is going down, violent crime anyway, but now we got different types of crime, like cybercrime and fraud and identity Well, I just think, like... The wealth gap is getting more and more extreme, and wages aren't going up, but everything else is, so. Well, there's a profit, there has to be a deficit. So, if there's going to be mass profit, there's going to be mass deficit. But that shit used to be experienced only in places like Bangladesh. Now it's here. It sucks. But not our Black History Month. We were talking earlier about some uh, figures that mean a lot to us. And the struggle of being black in America. Yeah, so obviously I'm white, so I don't ha know. I mean, I don't know what it feels like to have that struggle, but I, I can see it with my friends. Well, you're what I would call an ally, Jake. And also, yeah, I've experienced. I I said this to someone the other day. Recently, I've seen that in my social circles that like most of the time I'm one of one or one of few white people in my in my groups that I'm around. And I don't have a problem with it. I just have noticed it more recently for some reason. But uh, Robert Smalls, aside from all like the well-known ones, like Robert Smalls is, is like the guy to me. This man was a slave on during Civil War. Like was worked on a boat down South Carolina. There were three white captains on this transport boat and like eight or nine slaves. And between stops, like, the three flight captains got off the boat, even though they weren't supposed to for the night. And Robert Smalls had learned the signals and, like, all this. So he put on the captain's hat and stole the boat, even past two Confederate checkpoints by using the correct, like, water signals that they had. And went to the north, surrendered, 
got freed up in the north and like led the Union Army and had his own boat in the Union Army and then went back to South Carolina and became a politician in the state Senate during Reconstruction era. Like, this, this is wild. Yeah, House of Representatives, actually, but he was a beast. He was a beast. In fewer than four hours, in the midst of the Civil War, with 17 black passengers, nine men, five women, and three children, from slavery to freedom. Yeah, he looked like an OG, too. Looked like Biggie Smalls in this picture. <laughs> yep. From Fort Sumter, too, which was a, a highly, heavily armed, very, you know, uh, um, well-known. My, my man learned the signals, though, so he could steal the boat. Like... Savage. It's a G-ass move. Yeah, not only did he escape, when he got to the North, he served in the Union Navy and set up a blockade to help defend the uh, North and win for us later on. So, yeah. Can you imagine what happened to those three white guys? What three white guys? The ones that were supposed to be... The ones that left the boat? boat? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they probably got lynched or something. They probably came back and were like, dude, where's my boat? (laughs) <laughs> they probably blamed somebody else but I'm sure they didn't say dude this is insane. yeah I know I'm they just fucking around man they probably say god damn man he's no. like they, dude where's my car dude where's my boat what's funny about that time is they probably didn't even think like that was the last thing on their mind that you know they trusted him enough cause like they could've got yeah. court martialed so they trusted the slaves enough to leave him on the boat and not say anything cause if so they get court martialed and then Robert Smalls commandeers the boat and not only does that, but he stops off at a dock mm-hmm. somewhere and picks up family and friends of him and his and his uh, other slaves, you know? So it's like... Without cell phones back then, like, imagine how planned out and how well-timed everything had to be. You had to make sure you were exactly at that point at the time you said you were going to be at that point without clocks. Well, maybe they had clocks, but, you know what I'm saying? It's not like you could communicate on the fly. He yeah. He told them that plan a week ago. And then just remembered that shit. And was like, like last time he was off the boat, it's like, all right, guys, here's a plan. This night, like we're we're thinking it's gonna be this night when it happens. You uh, think this night? We don't know. It's like they may not get off the boat, but if they do, <laughs> it's like every we're single coming. night for a week they just went to this dock at this spot and waited for four hours. Well, Robert ain't coming tonight. I will be back tomorrow. But yeah, that's crazy, crazy story. But that's the type of shit that went down back then, man. It took. It's like even now, Chris Rock had a great bit about in his neighborhood, and this is, I don't know, early 2000s. You're talking about in his neighborhood. It's him, Mary J. Blige, and a bunch of, like, dentists and shit. But the only black people in the neighborhood are entertainers and celebrities. It's like the white people around him are dentists and shit. I fucked a bit up. (laughs) But in any case... The idea is that we always got to do more. And by we, I mean black folk, people of color, got to do more in this country. It's always harder. The struggle is always like the story is always longer. To get the same type of story you need for uh, a white person struggle like that, even though they do exist, there are a bunch of white people who have done amazing things, come from, you know. Like, lesser circumstances, yeah. Yeah, man, it's a bunch of white people who come from being broke and done shit in this country that matter. But all I'm saying is to... Match a lot of these black stories, you need like a tall tale. You need like some Johnny Appleseed shit to match what, you know, fucking Madam C.J. Walker did or what uh, Charles Hamilton Houston did or what Robert Smalls did or what Nat Turner did. Shit. 
It's crazy. Vivian Thomas, that's who I was going to talk about. Vivian Thomas is an uh, honorary doctor from John Hopkins University, but he started as a labeled janitor at Vanderbilt University, but he was really doing postdoctoral surgery on animals and helped cure something called Blue Baby Syndrome in the 1930s with uh, Alfred Blaylock, the white doctor whose uh, lab he was working in. And this dude was somebody who had to put his school plans on hold after leaving Louisiana and moving to New York and the stock market crash happened. And yeah, he held his own. Made it to Vanderbilt University. Not New York, Nashville. Moved to Nashville. Held his own, got a job there and started doing surgeries because he had a love of medicine and ran John Hopkins University up until 1976. Amazing black man. Hell yeah. No internet. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you could YouTube that shit. It's not like you could DIY surgery on babies. Yep. Motherfuckers no, you gotta out. know your stuff. That's some ingenuity. Imagine that, well, in some other universe, like a parallel universe, it probably didn't work. You know? Like in our universe, it worked. In some other universe, it probably didn't work. Like, and he's not being spoken of right now by us. Well, no, but some other dude did it. Or some woman did it. I know, I'm just saying, like... I know what you're saying. Like, it could have gone, like, very wrong. But it, did, but it didn't. He could have killed that baby. He might have killed some babies. I'm sure he killed some babies. Like, imagine how many times they have to try it until they get it right. But in their profession, it's like, if you don't get it right, you're getting fucked up. Like, you're getting fired. So it's, like, not, not any. Yeah, I wonder how many times Ben Carson fucked up on the Siamese twin split before he got it right. No, I'm sure you got it right the first time. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna refrain from talking about Ben Carson. Um, he's a nice guy. I'm sure if I sat and had a conversation with Ben Carson, absent of everything I know about him, I'd be impressed with his I, level of intellect. And yeah, say, I'm not. This is a cool black dude. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, how do you go from like this this top surgeon guy, like you know Ben Carson, to Working for four to five. Drugs. In in the housing of urban and urban development, not even in the like the head of the VA or anything like that. Drugs. <sighs> I was listening to a podcast with uh, Alex Berenson, a former New York Times journalist. He wrote a book called Tell Your Children the Truth About Marijuana, Mental Illness, and Violence. And he is tying a link between psychopathy Violent outbreaks and the increase in cannabis use, high THC cannabis use specifically amongst youth between the ages of, I don't know, 18 to 25 or something like that. He had a lot of specific stats, but he left a lot of other shit out. Yeah, because I don't think like that's true, but you know, I just disagree with the guy. A lot of people disagree with him. I'd rather read his book before I jump to any major conclusions, but... I do know the person he was debating on the podcast with, Dr. Mike Hart, did read his book, and apparently the dude nitpicked some facts, and I don't know, I felt like they were mostly on the same page, that CBD is good, THC can be good, but this dude wouldn't even call weed medicine. I mean, I don't think we know enough about it right now, but that's because, yeah, they won't, yeah, but, uh, so I can't sit here and say, oh, this is good, but it does obviously help some things. Well, he, that's been shown, like, you know. No, he conceded that, but he wouldn't concede that 
weed was better for you than alcohol. Well, not better for you, but he wouldn't concede that alcohol is worse for There's you. There's no deaths on record yeah. for from marijuana use. And his argument was, if you associated alcoholic deaths, if you associated weed with death the way people do alcohol with death, like vehicular accidents when people have .01 in their system or .02 in their system, they immediately associate that as a vehicular homicide or so. Whatever. They say that that's a death related to alcohol. With weed, they don't do that. You can't measure the toxins in somebody's... You can't measure the blood toxins, but you can measure the active metabolites in somebody's blood when they die to determine whether or not they're high. So if you can do that, he's saying you should start measuring that when people create acts of, when people commit acts of violence and he's saying that it would be somewhere around 20,000 per year if they actually did that. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true either. I'm going to but I haven't seen the stats. I'm sure he's convoluting stats. Either way, my argument was I've seen people smoke weed and trip. I've seen it happen. I've seen people who react to weed in a way that I don't react to weed. I just think everybody's biochemistry is so different. Just like some people like sugar, some people don't like sugar. Yeah, I just think, you know, we have a, there's a reason we have THC receptor in our brain. No, the CB1 receptor is there for a reason. But I think if you are already susceptible to violent outbreaks or susceptible to schizophrenia, you shouldn't smoke weed. Because some people smoke weed and go to fucking hospitals. Like, they'll smoke weed and then start freaking out so much that they literally need to be hospitalized. They'll call 911 and shit. I never did that. That's because they just don't know how to handle their shit. Well, they shouldn't smoke weed. That I think those type of people might be more susceptible to freaking out and doing some shit that they probably shouldn't do. Like, I've heard stories of people smoking weed and thinking that they can fly. Maybe that shit was like K2 or something. True. True. It's people, oh, the synthetic marijuana. It's like, no. It's just incense. It's chemicals that people are smoking. Like, mm, no. Yeah, you're smoking asbestos, man. It, it synthetic marijuana. It's fucking chemicals. Yeah, they talking about it like it's a damn cotton material. It's just synthetic. That's to make it sound better. No, but you're smoking some... You're smoking incense. It's yeah. just fucking smoking. Like. Yeah, that shit's gross. That shit is gross. Ugh. Oh, yeah, I gotta take a piss. I think I'm done.
Mine ain't my chick, she just a rider. Yeah, I vibe her. She get wet, scuba diver. And from the back, I'ma splat that like a screwdriver. Swinging those about my fed, ain't no understanding. Pitched the block to my spot, it was underhanded. Dollar knocked it out the park, yeah, he grand slamming. Flush 20 P's down in that Trans Am. Started through that ass like a deep pass. And I caught it with my freak, yeah. Now we keep that the spot vibe. Running game, I could've got a high. My dog a part of the bullet high. And he just counted up a hundred thousand. I'm dropping bitches like Ronda Rousey. The game's paper, man, my shit stank, it's kind of fried. Keeping the counting like I can't count. Cause they writing checks and they don't bounce. Really smoking good, talking by the ounce. Keep the city lit, gotta make them bounce. Bounce, 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 bounce